Yes, please. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director for the City. Good evening, everyone. I just want to share a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, please keep your video on. All others can keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. Now I'll turn it um, back over to Kira. Welcome everybody. I hope your week is uh, is okay. Um, let me bring up my agenda. All right, my agenda went down. Does anybody have the agenda up that we could put on the splits? Can you put the agenda on the split screen? I don't have it up, but I can certainly read out um, the items for the agenda. So the first item, and I'm sorry, this is Kathy Richardson the city's interim sustainability director. The first item is to call to order, call meeting to order and roll call. All right, I call the meeting to order. Um, how do I, I can't remember how I do the roll call. Do I call people? I just call people, right? Correct. Okay, all right. Um, Stanley? Yes, I'm here. Deborah? Kay Johnson. Yes. Ben. Here. Yes. Sarah. Sarah. Here. Nancy. Here. Maddie. Here. Maddie, are you officially on the board now? Yes. That is great <laughs> freaking news. Welcome to the board. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. Okay, so I call the meeting to order. Um, what's next on the agenda? Introductions, um, new board member, Maddie Bell. Um, Maddie, do you do you wanna take a minute to talk? I know that's kind of putting you on the spot, um, but, um, but I would love it if you would introduce yourself. Yeah, um, I'm Maddie, uh, I use they, them pronouns. I am a longtime resident of Florence. I moved here when I was a kid. Um, and went away for college and came back. Pretty interested in stopping climate change. I think serving on the Sustainability Advisory Board could be a great way to do that. And I really care about Lawrence and the community, so that's why I applied. Well, we are really happy to have you. We really have needed um, some youth and... Uh... I was muted. We are so happy to have you. That is really great. Um, okay, we're... Kara, you might, um, maybe each board member wants to say a few words so they can meet Maddie as well. That's a good idea. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm happy to start. Maddie, I'm uh, Ben Sykes. Uh, I've been here for about eight years. I'm a professor at KU and also a scientist at the Kansas Biological Survey. And I've been on the sustainability advisory board for I think about 18 months or something like that. Yeah, and I'm um, championing the revisions of the weed ordinance you may have seen in past times. Maddie, I'm Nancy Mouat. I'm um, a new member also. I've only been here a couple months on the board. Um, I'm also a professor at KU in pharmacology and toxicology. And I'm championing the um, Climate Action Plan subcommittee. Maddie, welcome. I'm Stan Rasmussen. I'm the vice chair of the board. And um, I'm a director of an environmental and energy office for the U.S. Army and Department of Defense. And I've been on the board since August, so not a full year. Steve Kramer, Sustainability Board, and I've been on since October. Um, small business owner and formerly out of corporate America and a lot of work in sustainability with uh, Walmart, corporate corporation and others on sustainability. Hi, Maddie and everybody else. I'm Sarah Chenoweth. I've been a board member for just over a year. I'm a KU student about to graduate with my master's in public administration. Um, and I serve as the liaison uh, between this board and the Douglas County Food Policy Council. Hi, Maddie. My name is Kay Johnson and I'm the sustainability and, and um, environment manager for Prosico, and I've been in Lawrence about eight years. I've been on the board. Um, this is my second term, so this is my third year to be on the board. I'm Addie. I'm Doug Ford. I've been on the board about two years. I'm an architect um, certified and happy to have you. Great, and thanks everyone, and I'm excited to work with you. And I'm Maddie. <laughs> okay, what's um, what's next on the agenda? I'm sorry, I still don't have it up. This is um, Kathy Richardson, the Interim Sustainability Director. The next item on the agenda is to approve the minutes. The February 9th, 2022 minutes uh, were provided uh, within the agenda. The action is to approve the minutes um, if there are no edits or corrections. Okay. If there are no edits or corrections, I will make a motion to approve last month's agenda. Second. Okay, so the minutes are approved. Uh, you'll want to call for a vote. Sorry. You have a All motion right. and a second. Sorry, I will. I swear to God, I'll eventually get better at the Roberts rules. Um, Deb Ford, can you vote please? I approve. Ben? Um, I approve. I did want to note that at least on the link on the uh, website that the PDF goes to a City of Lawrence iCompass sign-in that uh, I don't know how to sign into. So I, my guess is the public. Just a point, 
maybe of order. I don't know if it's Roberts or whose rules, but just it's hard to see the meeting. I couldn't find them the actual meeting. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Were you able to view the minutes of February by clicking on the packet and going down to it? Or did you not have a chance to review the minutes? I did review them through the links, through the web, through the SAB's board website where it has our agenda. That link yeah. didn't work. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I believe a couple others had mentioned the same um, issues and we will get that fixed um, in the future. There's a glitch there. So thanks, Ben. Um, Stanley? Yes. Matt, Maddie, um, do we, do I call a new member? You were, or I'll call on Nancy, sorry. Yes. Stephen? Abstaining, I wasn't able to see the minutes either. Okay. Yes. Did I call everybody? Yeah, who, no? Okay. I mean, I you briefly called me. I'll abstain just because I wasn't a board member. Okay. Thanks, man. Okay. Um, and I'm still trying to look at the agenda on my phone so that this isn't so clunky. I'm sorry. Um, what what's next on the agenda? This is Kathy Richardson, the interim sustainability director. Um, the next um, agenda item is SAB administration. Uh, first item on here is there is one board member vacancy remaining. So um, uh, we, we welcome Maddie um, to the sustainability advisory board, but we still do have another uh, remaining vacancy. If, if you know of any others um, who are interested, uh, they can apply through the city's website. Um, the second item on there is the discussion for location for future hybrid, hybrid board meetings. And I can give a, a little bit of information on this and then the board can um, discuss and decide what they'd like to do uh, for the future. So at the last meeting, we mentioned that uh, many of the city's advisory boards and commissions were going to start transitioning to a hybrid uh, uh, board meeting. And um, as early as April, uh, some advisory boards and commissions have decided to take a little bit longer to transition, uh, but uh, Sustainability Advisory Board is definitely welcome to make the decision to transition. And what that means is we would have a location where we meet in person, those that uh, would like to meet in person, uh, but there would also be the option to join the meeting via Zoom. So some board members may not feel comfortable yet uh, meeting in person. And so uh, they would be allowed to um, join via Zoom as well as the public. The public has a meeting place if they wanna come to or they can join via Zoom. There was some discussion as possible locations if the Sustainability Advisory Board would like to have the in-person component. Um, there was conversation about going back to the Lawrence Parks and Rec uh, office building in South Park and using their conference room like um, before the COVID pandemic. Uh, there was also some discussion as the possibility of the Sustainability Advisory Board meeting here at City Hall in the City Commission room. Uh, 
Um, one thing I, I will mention about the city commission room, because of the night that these board meetings occur, there is another group that meets right after the sustainability advisory board. So there is a little bit uh, more of a limit as to how long the meeting can last. Um, and I know in the past, we, when we've done the Zoom, we've kind of tried to wrap up by 7.15, but because you're moving groups of people in and out of the room, you know, we'd really need to, to end the meeting by seven. The Parks and Rec um, conference room uh, does not have another meeting on that evening. So there's a little bit of more time for the board uh, to meet and get through agendas if, if that's important. Um, so I just wanted to mention those, those two options. Um, if, if the board um, has any other suggestions on locations, um, I can look into those. Um, I did have a question from one of the board members as to whether the city would provide uh, laptops for each uh, board member during these uh, meetings, those that um, come in person. And um, I found out that the advisory boards and um, commissions um, are not provided with laptops. Um, I do believe the planning commission um, had their own funding and had, had purchased laptops before the pandemic. But um, currently the way that the room is set up for the in-person component is there is one camera, a wide camera, that will just, um, you know, kind of capture the table of all the um, the advisory board members, and there might be some folks from the public um, as well, but there's not individual cameras that face each one of the board members. Like for example, if you've recently watched the city commission meeting, um, the city commissioners each have a camera uh, that uh, displays them um, on that Zoom uh, meeting. But these group uh, meetings with the advisory boards are one big camera, just kind of uh, capturing the whole room. Um, and, uh, and then of course the audio component. And in some of these advisory boards, there are members that decide to stay home and, and join via Zoom. And, and that is gonna be an option moving forward as well. So I have a question about the ability of um, us to communicate well in the building other than the um, where you're located now, Kathy. I mean, will we be able to see each other and speak well to each other if we've got the hybrid going? Sure, if um, this is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. Nancy, if, if the sustainability advisory board uh, decides to transition to a hybrid meeting, let's say next month, and let's say the advisory board decides to meet at the Lawrence Parks and Rec uh, building in South Park, um, I would be as your staff liaison present in person there uh, to open the building, close the building, do all that, um, be there to participate in the, the meeting with you. Um, so I wouldn't be here at the city commission room. They do have cameras set up in the conference room um, over at the Parks and Rec um, building. And I do believe that some advisory board meetings have been occurring from that location already. So we will have the technology to make sure that there's the, the Zoom component. 
Maddie Bell, board member, um, if we were to transition to a hybrid meeting, what would the would it be possible to have a mask policy? Um, and if so, what would that be for like what would the preference be for folks? This is Ben Sykes, uh, Sustainability Advisory Board member. Kathy, there's a standing policy for City Hall right now for masks, is there? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Currently, masks are optional, and all city buildings have signs with the masks are optional. Um, that may change. Um, depending on, you know, the COVID cases and such. Uh, but at this time, they are um, optional. Now, if the Sustainability Advisory Board would like to discuss and, um, you know, uh, the possibility of, of if everybody felt more comfortable wearing masks, you're certainly um, welcome to, you know, again, uh, it's it's optional, but if you wanted to all agree to, to wear masks, that is something that, that, that you can discuss as the board. Maddie Bell, board member. Um, I think I would generally be interested in uh, hybrid meetings, uh, but that's definitely predicated on masks being worn um, just for safety. I know that COVID numbers are down, but the BA variant of Omicron is still a concern. And um, I, I believe cases are going up at uh, LMH. So I, I enjoy the energy of meeting in person, but that would be like a safety measure that I would that I would want in order to feel comfortable meeting in person. Um, I, Kara McPherson, sustainability chair. Um, I, I would just say, I appreciate Maddie saying that because um, I have lupus and a bunch of other immune diseases. And uh, I know everybody else is kind of over the, the pandemic, and I am too, but um, I already am dealing with heart damage from my last case of COVID, even though I'm boosted, and it does, it seems like I don't have any immunity to it. So I, I would really hope that everybody would remember that the very basic function of a sustainability board is to protect people. So I would hope that if we start meeting in, people, in person again, or with a hybrid that we, we you know, follow the science and wear masks just to, if nothing else, protect other people. Um, does anybody else have any comments about what Maddie and I have said? I will just say I have no problem wearing a mask when we're in person, and I suspect by next month it may be a uh, civic mandate again. But, um, I agree. The, the case numbers seem to be going up, and and um, I would. Be very happy if everyone wore masks. It's Nancy Muma, SAB member. We just approve this by acclamation. Just as a general aye, or more importantly, is there anybody objecting? Will we accept this by acclamation? And if there's no objections, wear a mask if you're in person at the meeting. For, for how long? Is there a sunset date on this? Is it for the rest of the year? Is it for how long? 
I think at this point, it's pretty hard to say, Stan. It's uh, maybe it'd be easier to say it's time to lose the masks. To say, I mean, at some point later on. Cycles yeah, I, on this thing have been two to three months. So if you want to, we could say uh, through the in June, July through until the August meeting and then reconsider again at the August meeting. I think it would be good to put a, a deadline on it like that so that we can reconsider it so it's not indefinite. Is everyone okay with a reconsideration of the mask requirement on the, for the August meeting? We'll discuss it in July. Again, just moved by unanimous acclamation. Everybody nod your head. This is Ben Sykes, SAP board member. I just wanted to make clear that I, I don't think we can we can do that for ourselves. I don't think we could probably do that for the public, right? We can't require the public if they come to City Hall to wear masks, but many of them may anyways, but I'm comfortable wearing one if we're in person. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I will check on that, on whether or not um, the meeting can uh, require uh, masks for all those in attendance, including the public. I will clarify and make sure. Um, again, you can, right now it's optional and that the, the um, signs are posted on the city buildings, but um, this might be a situation where a closed meeting in a conference room, uh, you would be allowed to just make sure that the rules to, to wear a mask. Annie Bell, um, board member, I, um, I, Sorry, I just had the thought. Um, I think also like it's good to remember that we're discussing a hybrid meeting, not everyone being in person. So if you don't like if you don't want to wear a mask, then you can be online. Um, but also like having, you know, been in hybrid meetings and stuff, it can be really hard for someone who's online to get a word in if there's a lot of conversation in person or to like hear and stuff. So I think making it as safe for all board members as possible um, would be a great goal to have. Does anybody have any other comments? No? Okay, um, so the next meeting on the agenda is um, the discussion on subcommittees and goal setting retreat. Can you explain what the goal setting retreat is, Kathy? Yeah, I'm sorry, and just going back to the previous item, was there oh, a preferred me. location? I do need to schedule that with those two rooms. Um, so if, if the board can give me some direction as to which meeting location you'd prefer. I like the Parks and Rec building. I think it's cozy. Oh, buddy, gotta get I like it too. Maddie Bell, I'm fine with uh, Parks and Rec. I think I joined after COVID started, so I've never seen anything other than Zoom. I think I went one time to where you are, Kathy, so I'm comfortable with that for sure. Okay, I will go ahead and reach out to uh, Parks and Rec to get that booked for next month. Thank you. 
The next item, and I'm sorry, Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. The next item, discussion on subcommittees and goal setting um, retreat. So um, there was some conversation that actually started at that February meeting about the possibility to uh, revisit what the subcommittees are and um, the priorities of this board and whether or not um, that is still um, where the board um, wants to focus um, your time and, and energy. Um, there was an idea from Stan on maybe it is a good time to uh, put together a goal setting retreat. Um, these have happened in the past, just a little bit of history, and I, I'm not sure on the recent uh, past on how that was handled with the Jasmine, but uh, in in the previous, um, you know, within the last 10 or 15 years, this advisory board uh, sometimes met with a facilitator. Um, I did check on that. Um, Stan had asked me uh, to see if that was a possibility, a paid facilitator for the sustainability advisory board. Uh, currently, the city um, is not uh, providing that paid facilitation for all the advisory board and commissions. So the goal setting uh, sessions are really led by the staff liaisons um, and uh, in in one of, of two ways you could uh, set up a, a meeting where you're going to focus all your time on goal setting and we can walk through um, that uh, uh, exercise or uh, sometimes the advisory boards and commissions will select a, a different day and time um, maybe a day with a little bit more time and focused air uh, for for a focused um, conversation on uh, you know establishing those new goals and what those new uh, subcommittees may be so there's there's a lot of options there uh, but again it would be a, a facilitation led by staff and and the conversation on this item is is whether or not that the advisory board right now feels like it's time to revisit those subcommittees and the focus areas. And if you want to go ahead and schedule a goal setting session. Kathy, a question uh, to you. You had you and I had talked about the uh, paid staff who were looking into the funding grants and all of that part and what might apply. Um, you had told me that you were actually the liaison into that group. Could you give us an update if we have any information on the funding side to consider or if that's going to come in such a time that we should schedule a retreat after that? Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, I was going to mention this in the update um, with the staff report, uh, but on the grants, city grants, as I had mentioned previously, the city has um, hired uh, TFG. Um, they are um, a, a group that's helping. It's the Ferguson group. They are helping the city monitor the grant opportunities and proactively seek grants um, with us. So what I shared with Steve is that they have put together a federal funding needs assessment for the city of Lawrence and that report has been provided to staff. I did uh, reach out to the city manager's office to see if, if that was a, a, um, a document that, that we could share with a larger group. And, and at this time, um, it's 
it's being reviewed internally by staff. Um, so it hasn't been re um, released publicly. Uh, there's a lot of information obviously on federal funding, but this group actively meets uh, once a month. And, um, you know, like I said, right now we're reviewing uh, the information that TFG has provided uh, to us. You have some sort of uh, time frame for when we would be able to access that information and tie it into this possible retreat? I don't have a time frame. I do know in my conversations with Diane Stoddard, the assistant city manager, um, that uh, you know the the city would be uh, releasing a, an update soon. Um, but I don't know uh, what that time frame is. What soon means? This has been Sykes, SAB board member Kathy. Can, you know, so that's a kind of a top-down approach, right? Like, let's do a comprehensive review of all the potential grants and things like that. Another uh, way to think about it is if we set our priorities and then work towards, um, you know, what an individual priority might have from a grant perspective. Since we don't have a timeline, is that something that you would suggest instead? Like, if, for example, um, it was about plastic bags, right, or if it was about weeds, you know, green infrastructure or something like that, the pursuit of those singular goals, like that would be more like a bottom up, right? Get angle to, because I think many of us agree that the underlying opportunities through grants and things like that are really essential to progress on a lot of these fronts. Whether or not we do that from like a, here's all the potential grants that could be useful for the city. And then here's a subset for the SAB, or we come up with specific goals for individual priorities. And then we try and pursue, you know, finding the, the specific grants just for that small area. Those are kind of two different approaches. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, thanks for, for that um, different look at um, how to go about this. I, I will mention, um, as uh, some of you have been on the board for a little bit, um, received a presentation from the city manager on the city strategic plan last year, at the end of last year. And, um, you know, the, the city strategic plan is where our work is focused. So even as we look at grant opportunities, they have to speak to that um, strategic plan, right? So those uh, key progress indicators and um, as you heard from the city manager, there are several in the environmental sustainability um, side uh, within the outcome groups. So, so just so you know, we are looking at it with the lens of, you know, what is going to move the needle for our KPIs and our strategic plan? So it's it's there's already a base there on on where the city's priorities are, uh, even in terms of environmental sustainability. Uh, it would be good to revisit that, and and that should be part of the conversation within um, any goal setting session of this advisory board, since the sustainability advisory board really, you know, speaks on that um, environmental sustainability uh, work that the city. Is, is doing and, and advises the, the governing board. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB uh, board member. Uh, when I was on the planning commission in the city, we usually had an annual gathering to discuss. Um, with the planning commission, it was more to focus in on the 
city's uh, Horizon 2020 plan, the kind of the master de the development plan for the community, and to talk about some other issues that we might um, encounter as planning commissioners. I think it would be good to for us to communicate and talk about our vision for what we'd like to try to accomplish in the coming year, things we'd like to do, topics we might want to cover. So I think it would be good for us to try to find a time where we can have this discussion, reflect on or look at the subcommittees that exist currently. Are they still valid? Do we need to change those? There are some that I don't think have any action going on in them. Maybe it's time to consider another subcommittee, a different type. So I would I would hope that we could um, consider this. This is the board sub, sub committee member. I agree with Stan. I think it'd be good to do a, a work session and um, get together and define vision and strategies for the coming year. This has been Sykes Sab board member. Do you all see those priorities that we create as coming mainly from our group or from public input, All right? So it's just it's a different kind of perspective on, like I think the weed thing came up because people from the community brought that before the SAB board member, not because we had that originally. I'm just curious if you all see, how you all see that process unfolding for prioritization. Maddie Bell, um, board member, I am inclined towards uh, like community input for those priorities. Um, just because I think, you know, with uh, seven, seven, seven or eight people, you know, there's definitely a limit to, um, you know, the ideas we can come up with and we don't necessarily know all the needs of the community and, you know, we could like serve it better uh, getting that input, but I don't know what the process for that looked like with the Noxious Weeds uh, subcommittee or what that might look like um, if we choose to go that direction. This is Kate Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I feel like we should have some set priorities, but there shouldn't be too many given that we are headed toward the end of the year really i mean we're only it's april and we need to decide a few things that we're going to focus on instead of a lot of things so uh, that's my opinion but i think that a board retreat is the best way to, to get to the heart of that and then we need to figure out how we add um, that public input to those priorities i think the board needs to look at its priorities first and then we can see how we can add the community input that's my opinion um nancy muma board member um you know we're getting a lot of community input for the climate action plan so um that's coming forth um over the summer so we're going to get a lot of community input from that approach I think right now we just need to focus on a couple of things like Kay said that we as members of the board would like to focus on until we get community input and then can put that all together 
support with the climate action. Steve Kramer, board member, does anybody have a, an idea of the structure of this? Timing, place, duration? Uh, then maybe we can start working up a little bit of an action plan to get ready for a retreat. Because I think there is a considerable amount of work and preparation if we want to do this well, and if we want to do it in such a way that we actually get some things done this year. Mighty Bell, board member. Um... I think maybe one of the first questions to ask is, would we want to do it before or after the climate action plan data is analyzed? Um, if like, or I guess if we do want to have community input, um, because I think the climate action plan, it would be a really good resource for that kind of information. Um, but as Nancy said, it's going to be coming out in the summer and I know we're like getting close to the summer, but um, yeah, uh, as Kay brought up, like we are also, you know, we only have a certain number of meetings per year, so. Can we recognize Dawn Hawkins? She's had her hand up to make comment for a while. This this is hi. Uh, thanks, Nancy. Um, my camera's not working on this computer. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I think it's great that the board is considering doing a retreat and I encourage you to do it as soon as possible. I recall some recent, I don't attend all meetings, but I recall some recent meetings where there was a lot of brainstorming and try, and trying to figure out what the board's priorities are. So at least there's a, you know, a good starting point with that list because a lot of time and effort went into that. I think the trouble is whittling things down so that the board can figure out its priorities for the coming year because you can't do everything. <laughs> um, and I do um, agree uh, with Maddie Bell that um, it's important to um, to uh, continue to gather input from the pub input from the public, um, but um, that even can be designed to have like you know an hour at the retreat or you know a lunch hour or something um, where the public is invited. I got to participate in one of the public events that was designed to get the public to participate in the the recent you know strategic planning process, and it was such I can't remember the company if it's the one that Kathy mentioned or or or, or who ran it, but it was very well done and it really I mean there were so many people that came through the the um, uh, I think that was at the Carnegie Building. Um, and so it's a really good way to get a foundation of it's to get a pulse on the the public and um, and help with figuring out because it's so hard to choose from that long list of what your priorities could be. So anyway, I encourage you to do the retreat as soon as possible. If there is a way to incorporate, um, you know, so to continue to get public input, you know, from people you know, like me um, by either a, an online survey, which I you know the board's talked about. Um, before or um, doing a, a, a public component, an hour or two of your retreat could be a, a fun thing to do. That's all. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Does anybody else have any comments? This is Stan Rasmussen with the SAB uh, board again. I I want to kind of emphasize what Kay 
mentioned that we not try to put too many, too many things on our plate. Um, I think we need to focus on, on a few things. And I, I think another purpose of this, if we, if we have a retreat or a, a separate meeting is to give some assistance to, to Kara in helping plan the year's agendas because these agendas don't create themselves. And it's not Kathy's responsibility to create the agenda for us. She has to have input on what do we want to see on the agenda? Who do we want to hear from? What do we want to learn about? And so we need we need some of that input too, just to help structure our agenda for the coming year. And um, so it's not just new topics that we're gonna take on, it's just helping figure out, okay, what do we wanna do at our meetings? Can we have a little organization to that? And I, I think that would be very helpful. I appreciate that, Stan. I appreciate your support. Um, Kathy, do we need to take a vote on this? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, it, not really a, a vote. There's no action to it, but a discussion that, that maybe can help me um, give me direction as to how I can support uh, the Sustainability Advisory Board in in scheduling a goal setting session. So um, I, I didn't clearly hear uh, when and if you definitely want to have a goal setting session. Um, I can absolutely set things up and, and get the ball rolling. As Steve mentioned, these take some work and preparation. So um, if I had a, a sense as to, to when, um, or you know, if, if the board chooses tonight to just think about it and, and talk about it at the next meeting and, and decide then, um, that's good too. I just, just let me know how I can support the board. Uh, Nancy Muma, SAB member, I would suggest that we try to have it in the next few weeks um, and go ahead and, and do this because this will set the agenda for the next year. So I think putting it off is not in our best interest. Maddie Bell, uh, SAB board member. Kathy, how long do you think you would need if we like starting from, I guess, tomorrow to plan something like this? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Thanks for that question. Um, I, I would want to give it at least a month's time um, to, to schedule a location and, and, and get um, you know, the, the, the preparation completed before then. Um, in the past, the Sustainability Advisory Board has I requested public input, um, as in they've put a call out that they're going to have a goal setting session and are wanting to hear from folks. That takes some time. If this advisory board does not want to skip that step, um, then we wouldn't need as, as much time to put this together. There always is some pre-work too, so um, it's really about what you all um, have time to do as well, because there um, are usually questions that you get to kind of think about and, and respond to prior to coming to the goal setting session. So you're you're ready and and set to uh, to uh, be part be, be an active part of that conversation. 
This is Stan Rasmussen with the SAB. I'd, I'd be happy to volunteer to draft a, a, a rough agenda for a gathering if you, if the board members want, I'd welcome input from anybody who would like to give me suggestions. I would think we need a minimum of four hours uh, if if you're going to have meaningful time together. I would say when we did the planning commission meeting, the retreats, those were day long affairs. I'm not suggesting that we need to do that, but you need to have some quality time for discussion. Uh, I just thinking off the top of my head would probably be good to have a, a short session on the, the city strategic plan, highlighting the environmental parts of that, have a short session reminding, there are so many of us who are new here to remind us of kind of the, the mission of the SAB, and then a couple of topics, and you're gonna eat up four hours very fast, but um, I would I would volunteer to draft an agenda if people are interested that we could then maybe discuss at our next meeting in May. And I think we should be tentatively planning something in June then. This is Ben Sykes, SAB board member. I, I feel really comfortable with that. I think a half a day thing, uh, Kathy, with the timeline that you set out, if we announce now that we'd like public comments on what you know, those priorities, as you were saying, those can be ready or submitted by our May meeting. And then if, you know, we could plan something in like the six week timeline or by the June meeting or something like that to have this half day retreat. I, I like those options as well, Stan, that you laid out as the, some of the key components for those foundational elements that we can take maybe, yeah, you know, at least an hour or probably half of the meeting, if we're talking about a four hour meeting, just what have we, you know, what's the goals of the SAB board? What's the, how do those plug into the strategic plan? Well, uh, I, we've done this before, but we have enough turnover where it's important to remind us as well what the priorities have been for past groups within the SAB board and, you know, where those are at. And especially in evaluating whether or not we should put those aside for the moment as we take up new um, things. We recognize Michael Allman, whose hands up. Yeah, I'll call on Michael. Thanks, Nancy. Michael, do you have a comment? Hi, yeah, thanks, Kira, Nancy. Um, just regarding the agenda of the Sustainability Advisory Board, not falling on uh, Kathy Richardson as a, as a burden to set that agenda. Um, I just checked the bylaws and the bylaws actually say Article 5, Section 3, the chairperson shall set the agenda. So, and however you pro progress, you know, in, in these monthly meetings or in a retreat, whatever, it's really the chairperson who decides what goes on the agenda, which of course I assume would, she would take into consideration suggestions and input from the rest of the board and maybe the public. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate your support. Does anybody else have any other comments? Uh, 
Um, I will say, just speaking for myself, I think a retreat is a really good idea. We have a real problem with board cohesion and unity, and we have people who worry more about who's in charge rather than just, you know, getting down to brass tacks and getting actions of item uh, worked on and completed. So I think a retreat is a great idea. And uh, I will say from an activist perspective, it's been really challenging to get people to come to these meetings, uh, even pre-COVID, and challenging to get them to come back to meetings. Don and Michael are really kind of unusual in their um, in their devotion and in their, their support and their dedication. Um, I have had members of the public talk to me before about, about how that lack of, of board unity and camaraderie uh, has has uh, not been comfortable for them. And um, we really do need input and we really do need everybody in the city working on the climate action plan. So anything we can do that would help, you know, set more uh, clear and achievable goals and that would help us with unity, uh, I support. Um, but we don't need to take a vote on this, you said, Kathy? I'm sorry. We don't need to take a vote on this. We just need, do we just need to tell you that yes, we do want to do it um, possibly in June? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Yes, so just um, whatever direction, you know, the board decides on. Uh, it sounded like the the one item that was brought up is, is for Stan to draft an agenda for that retreat and bring it to the board in the uh, for the May meeting. Um, so I can include that on the May agenda if that's uh, what you would like to proceed with. Um, if Stan wants to work with me on setting the agenda, that would be great. Um, we can get together and have a meeting about that and decide what, what we want to draft. Are you okay with that, Stan? You're did on I, mute. Did I mute myself? No, oh, Stanley is. Oh, Stan's on mute. Oh, I'm on mute. Um, I, I would be happy to provide you some input. Uh, I just volunteered to do it because it didn't sound like anybody else was going to, but it sounds like you want to you want to do that so i think that's great i'll i'll uh, email you some suggestions thanks man appreciate it um so should we move to the next agenda item which is the uh, staff report from kathy uh, the next agenda item is subcommittee reports um, and there are three items on here the first one is to receive an update from noxious weeds ordinance subcommittee Yeah, that's me. Hi, still Ben, SAB board member. Um, quite a lot of meetings and a lot of great discussions and we're working still to revise the ordinance. So the SAB subcommittee met at the end of March. Uh, we have some revisions ongoing. We talked specifically about um, where the materials might come from if we had these ordinance requirements. Uh, I emailed with uh, the Mark architects that actually wrote the model ordinance and uh, they gave us insights on other municipalities that are using those model ordinances as well as uh, being willing to help us if they can uh, in kind of an outside capacity. I did talk with a couple of local plant providers, uh, pines as well as cottons, and I'm going to try and talk to Vinland Valley as well on the potential for them to provide things, but also as our subcommittee brought up whether or not um, 
that might conflict with some of the local nonprofits we have that provide um, native plants and things like that as part of their fundraising mechanisms, like the Master Gardeners and Monarch Watch and other things. Um, I had some great discussions with individual SAB board members about the ordinance and particularly things like how we might be able to uh, stand up an incentive program uh, that could connect with some of the grant things that we're looking at as well, so that it's not just a stick, but also that we can think about ways to um, uh, create programs that will help both in new developments to integrate sustainable landscaping, as well as um, for people that want to retrofit their houses. I was able to meet with the city's environmental manager, Caitlin Dix, to link the ordinance with some of the city's stormwater requirements and goals, as well as to think about how that can play a role in the green infrastructure. Uh, and then uh, Stan was able to set up a great meeting with Bobby Flory uh, from the Home Builders Association. Uh, she's the Home Builders Association president to try and get the perspective of how people that are building homes in our community might view um, the requirement for increased um, use of native plantings and, and the incorporation of those into landscaping design. And so I, I feel like we're getting a lot of touch points across the community on how they might view these things and try to incorporate or at least deal with some of the, the, the ideas that are coming out of those in the revisions to the ordinance. So um, just moving forward, my goal is to have a new draft that I'll discuss with the subcommittee before our May meeting, and then hopefully present that draft to uh, you all at the May meeting. Uh, I'm gonna connect with county vegetation management leaders, um, which have been working on their own vegetation management plans so that there's connectivity between the city and the county. Uh, and then I've actually been reviewing a lot of literature. Uh, someone sent one today, that, that actually wasn't me. I don't know what that was, uh, who sent that, but that was great, no mow May lawns. Um, there's also some really interesting literature on uh, landscape architecture and urban planning one of which is these ideas of uh, messy ecosystems, neat borders. So if you have like a messy ecosystem, but then maybe everybody else knows this, but I just learning about it. But like, if you put like a nice neat border around like a messy ecosystem, then that has actually these positive social feedbacks where people don't um, seem to um, be as frustrated by how those things work. So anyways, these are kind of ideas that I'm cer certainly new to me and I I'm trying to uh, connect those with how we um, actually um, write components into the ordinance. I think that's all I got. I may have missed a meeting. I, I tried to, I did try and talk to a lot of people this last week. Thanks, Ben. Um thanks to Steve too for hosting a couple of the things where we were going. His coffee shop's awesome. Plug. Does anybody have any uh, questions about Ben's report? Uh, this is Steve Kramer, SAB. There's not a question. I would just like to add, uh, Ben has greatly understated the amount of work he's putting into this. I'm not sure how many different people uh, he's talked to, but it's in the dozens. And I think it's a great example of how we can attack some of these different priorities we set for the retreat. He has located an enormous number of experts in the field. Um, and the output of this is going to be fairly astonishing, I think. So nice work, Ben. Thanks. Uh, thank you all for taking interest. And I just kick it back to the subcommittee. There's a lot of really amazing people on the subcommittee as well that have given some great ideas. And then it's just following the trail of it. So there's a lot of people in our community, whether it's this or other sustainability initiatives that I think, you know, we have a really cool community that we can draw on a lot of resources. Thanks. Thanks, Steve.
Thanks, Ben. Does anybody else have any other comments? I do want to thank you along with Stephen. You really have done like so much work on this. It's kind of amazing. And uh, like you've put in the kind of work where I can see other cities like using it as a as a reference point and a, a precedent. Like what you're doing is really, really important. And it's a really important project because uh, it acts as an educational tool and messaging and policy. It's just, it's a really great project and you're you're just killing it. Thanks, man. Does anybody have any questions for Ben? Kira, Dawn had her hand up, but I wasn't sure. Where are you, Dawn? Oh, it's 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 uh, redundant at this point. I just was going to say the same thing that Stephen and Kira did. That um, uh, yeah, bit Ben has put it. Um, a lot of effort into making the connections needed to bring uh, basically a solid product to you next, hopefully I think next next May so that you guys don't have to spend hours deliberating and 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 um, uh, you know trying to agree that this is something that we want to put before the city commission. I say we, I mean you. Um, but so, um, and I say this as a member of that subcommittee who tries to attend all the meetings, but um, I see the emails and I see the, I've been happy to participate in those conversations. And I think that in conjunction with what the county is doing and in um, changing the vegetation management plan there, it's it's a good time, I think, in our community for making some positive changes. So thanks, Ben, for all your work. Okay, so we move on to the the next uh, item. I think that's you, Nancy. So the um, the subcommittee that I'm championing has been talking about priorities and working with the climate action plan um, data that comes from the community engagement. Um, and so we're going to work with that going forward and, and hope to get that soon. Um, we talked about different uh, other opportunities. Um, such as composting and um, the plastics and um, have decided to really put that on the back burner for, for the, the time being and really focus on the climate action plan and, and putting that together along with the data from the community. Thanks, Nancy. Does anybody have any questions or comments? No? Am I missing anybody from the public? No. No, I'm not missing Don or Michael or anybody. Okay. Um, the next item was... Kira? Uh, yeah, sorry, Kathy. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Hi, um, Kate Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I do want to add that, and Sarah may um, chime in here, but the governor did veto the plastics ban, the ban, the plastic ban um, from, from local governments. So um, I don't, I think we should pursue personally, I think we should pursue in our goal setting uh, discussion about at least education to the public. Uh, if we, you know, I'm, 
I feel certain this is just my opinion that somebody will try to bring it back. Um, but I, I feel like that we should at least uh, look at education. But that's my opinion. And, and we can talk about it with the, with our retreat. Thanks, Kay. Um, I do think it's a it's a it's really important that we are aware of our political capital and that we uh, because we are already into April, it's important that we manage our time and uh, try not to spend too much time on something that we know is going to be but at the state level. Um, and I will just say, personally speaking, I've said this before, but I'll, I'll keep saying it. I, I think it's important that anything that's like a big policy recommendation coming out of the board is one that supports people and um, is less punitive. Um, like I, I think Ben's project is actually a, a perfect project for the, the new board to come out really strong with because it's something that will support people who are already trying to do like climate resilient yards. It, it will bring in different numbers of small business. It's something that if we handle the political messaging on it and the outreach that really could help, um, it could help us. But I, I do want us to remember that there's a lot of people uh, who are extremely emotionally burdened right now and any kind of recommendation where it's just from a banning or a punitive point of view uh, could have unintended and negative political consequences. So as unpleasant as it is to think about politics, um, I, I do think we need to remember that anything we do is is probably going to be blocked at this state level. So it's important to remember that if we do do something that we know will be blocked or fought at the state level, that we work on on the messaging of it. I don't know if I said that right. Does that how how do you feel when I say that? Does that seem? Anybody have any feelings about what I said? This is Kate Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I'm. Um, I don't feel like that education would be blocked or anything like that. So I don't think that's in conflict with what you said, Kira. Yeah, I, I agree. Education would be really important. Does anybody else have any comments? No, I'm not missing anyone, am I? No, Sarah, do you, I hate to put you on the spot. I'm always doing that to you. I'm so sorry. Um, have you heard anything? I know you are are in Topeka a lot, or you were in Topeka a lot. Are you hearing anything about the plastic bag ban? I mean, it, this is Sarah, board member. It's just what Kay just said. The governor vetoed um, the, the ban ban, and um, I think it had, uh, you know that that that's going to stick that they don't have enough to come back and, and overturn it but i mean yeah it's come up the last couple of years it's probably going to come up um again next year i i don't think that that's necessarily a reason not to try um but i think probably at this point um education and incentives are our best bet 
Okay, that's good to hear. Thanks. Uh, Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Um, I think particularly in terms of the plastic bag ban, um, I mean, I was part of the conversation back in 2019 uh, when like the SAB was considering a plastic bag ban back then. And um, I know that concerns that were brought up were like, you know, there are folks like there are poor folks who use plastic bags um, a lot of times or maybe not a lot of times, but at times plastic grocery bags are reused as small bags for small like bathroom trash cans or um, picking up after dogs and stuff like that. And I think um, and that also there has been research, research that has shown that after a plastic bag ban, there's an increase in purchasing of plastics from stores. Um, and all of that stuff kind of had me in, more interested in incentives and education programs anyway, because like the cycle is reduce, reuse, recycle. So like reducing how much you need plastic bags is like the first step and then reusing them and then recycling them, you know, to try and keep them out of waste. Um, there was a written public comment submitted uh, about various plastic bag reduction initiatives um, around the country and in Canada. And uh, I just, I think like looking at some of those would be interesting. Um, I know that I try to use reusable bags when possible, uh, but those can cost a lot of money um, depending on like where you're getting them. So um, a program that like maybe distributed them or like incentivize people to bring their own bags would be great. Where'd Kay go? I lost you. Oh, there's Don. Don, do you have a comment? Well, respectfully, I, uh, uh, I think the meeting ends at seven. Is that right? Seems like this board always gets kicked off by another meeting. Um, so I just um, uh, was going to suggest maybe this the plastic bag discussion be something be a good um, retreat topic. Um, but it is interesting, I think, as an, a good time for going to if the city is going to pass something and this is the time to do it later will be a waste of time. But anyway, I am looking forward to the staff report and it looks like you guys have a um, um, action item, a letter to, uh, to support that looks kind of um, important. So um, I was just going to suggest maybe adding the plastic bag discussion to the retreat Thanks, agenda. Tom. Thanks, Don. I do feel like the plastic bag ban hits on a lot of different, it covers a lot of different environmental issues, whether it's, you know, the politics or education or incentives or the efficiency of bans or whether it's even worth doing it. Um, I personally think it, it's a waste of time because, you know, we're not banning styrofoam. We're not banning 9 million other petrochemical byproducts. Um, and it's an easy target for bad actors that can then, you know, build um, bad feelings. So I, I actually think it's a really interesting subject because it encapsulates so many different feelings and emotions and and uh, aspects of environmentalism. So I, I agree. I think it would be an interesting thing to talk about at the retreat. Um, do we do we want to talk about this at the retreat then? Do we want to add this to the retreat agenda? 
with Kago. Kay, do you want to talk about? Oh wait, Don's hand is up. Don. I'm sorry, I just forgot to lower it. This is Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. That is really what I suggested at the beginning, that it be added to the discussion. And I appreciate that, Kay. Don, did, did oh no, wait, Don just talked. Did anybody else have a comment? Uh, Nancy Muma, I'd like to say, I think it's a very important also. I agree with Kay, let's add it to the agenda. And this is Deb Ford. I agree and I respect Don's comment, but I think that we should probably move on in the agenda since we're nearing 640 now. Okay, um, I, I agree. Um, we have met my uh, climate crisis declaration thing, but I would like to not talk about this this time because we have um, a letter in support um, of the bus initiative. Kathy, can you talk to us about that? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I did want to just provide uh, one update to that emergency declaration. Um, based on the conversation that the advisory board members had and some questions that were posed, I did reach out to the city's attorney's office with some of these questions. I have not yet um, received a response, but they um, I did check up on it um, this morning and they said they're preparing um, some responses for this advisory board. So hopefully by the next meeting, we'll have that information. And the questions that I heard from the advisory board members that I passed on to the city's attorney's office were, um, what is the declaration of an emergency for the city? Can a city advisory board declare an emergency? And if they can, how does the advisory board go about declaring an emergency? Has another city advisory board declared an emergency in the past? And then can the city commission declare an emergency? So those are the questions that were passed on to our city's attorney's office uh, based on the conversation in February. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate that. It's really helpful. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the uh, the letter in support of the bus agenda? Sure. Um, under staff report, um, we have two items on here, and I'll skip to the second item, and that's to consider the SAB letter of support for Lawrence Transit grant. Um, this was a late add to the agenda um, this afternoon, and um, I will mention that it is a time-sensitive item, and that is um, why uh, we had to um, add that to the agenda today as the letter would be due on April 22nd. It was brought to my attention that uh, the SAB did uh, approve a template support uh, letter last year. And in going back to the minutes of August meeting, that template letter uh, was approved through December 2021. So the board would um, have an action item tonight um, to to either you know approve this um, 
SAV letter of support or edited as, as needed. Um, I did also hear that there was some information from that uh, meeting in, in August that the last uh, paragraph was edited and um, was what this SAB approved. So if tonight you would like to go back to that language um, that was provided in August, uh, we can do that as well. And then you can approve the letter as edited. And the Sustainability Advisory Board members can discuss. Can you share that letter with us, Nancy Mumas, SAP member? Sure. Did you want the letter or the edit to the letter? I haven't seen the letter. I would like to see the letter with the edits. Okay. So I will um, read this um, letter out. It was provided, uh, like I mentioned this afternoon with the update um, as it was at, it was an agenda item that was added this late afternoon. The subject is Lawrence Transit's submission to FTA's um, fiscal year 2022 low or no emission grant program and the Grants for Buses and Bus Facilities Competitive Program. Um, on behalf of the City of Lawrence Sustainability Board, I am pleased to support the Lawrence Transit Systems Project, Electrify Lawrence Transit Phase 3, submitted in response to Federal Trans Transit Administration's FTA's fiscal year 2022 low or no emission grant program and the grants for buses and bus facilities competitive program. The Sustainability Advisory Board advises the governing body of the City of Lawrence regarding issues affecting sustainability, environmental protection, waste reduction, recycling, energy conservation, and natural resource conservation environmental protection. In 2020, we recommended the city adopt a goal of 100% renewable energy by 2035 for all city operations, including transportation fuel. This policy goal was supported by the community and passed the city commission unanimously. This last uh, paragraph on that letter that was posted on the agenda is the paragraph that was edited last year. Um, the, the current paragraph reads, we are excited to see Lawrence Transit making progress on this goal already with this application and look forward to seeing more buses in our community transporting people to their destinations without a trail of smoke coming from the tail pipes. And it would be signed by the chair. That last paragraph was edited last year. And just one second. To read, we are excited to see Lawrence Transit making progress on this goal already with this application 
and look forward to seeing more buses in our community connecting people to their destinations in an efficient manner. So it's that last part of that paragraph that was changed. So instead of reading and look forward to seeing more buses in our community transporting people to their destinations without a trail of smoke coming from the tailpipes. It was edited to say, look forward to seeing more buses in our community connecting people to their destinations in an efficient manner. This is Stan Rasmussen with the SAB. I, I would like that to say in a clean and efficient manner. This is Sarah Chenoweth, SAB member. I, I clicked on the link to this letter in the agenda and it actually, it has Kira's signature and the correct date, but that language was has not changed, at least from the link on the agenda. That's correct. This is Kathy Richardson, the uh, Interim Sustainability Director. Once this letter was posted on the agenda and you were notified of the posting, one of our board members um, reached out to me uh, Stan, and he mentioned that this was discussed last year in August with Jasmine and that the advisory board um, had approved this template letter to be used, uh, but with that change to that last sentence. So if you would like to approve it, you, you can approve it with the edits um, and, and additional edits that the board may have. There's a lot of new board members um, here since that conversation. This is Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I'd like to make a motion that we um, revise the letter as Stan suggested with the edits, Kathy, that you'd mentioned and approve this form letter through the remaining part of this year. Nancy Muma, SAB member, I second Kay's motion. Do we need to have more discussion or should we call a vote? Am I missing anybody who's trying to comment? No? All right, um, should we go ahead and do a vote? Yeah, okay, Sarah, what do you vote? Aye. Kay? Aye. Stephen? Aye. Nancy? Aye. Stanley? Aye. Ben? Aye. Maddie? Aye. And I vote aye too. Deb Ford votes aye as well. Oh crap, I'm sorry, Deb. It's all good. I'm trying to make my thing into a, I keep missing everybody, I'm sorry. All right, so that motion passes. Do you need any other input from us, Kathy? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, thanks for that, um, that action. I will um, get a signature from you, Kara, and then submit it by the 22nd, and then also make sure that Lawrence Transit has this template through the uh, end of the year for any additional grants. I did hear um, this afternoon that this will be the only grant that is currently planned um, through the end of the year, but uh, having that window of time um, helps. 
The uh, other item I had um, tonight on some of the staff report um, items. Number one, I wanted to discuss, uh, so the SAB board members had uh, requested a tour of the HAM recycling facility and the household hazardous waste uh, facility once it got warmer. And so I'm asking tonight um, to see what uh, kind of, of schedule uh, I can go ahead and uh, work on for you to be able to tour both of those facilities. I, I understand that this has been a request uh, since last year. So I really wanna make it happen and it happens soon now that it's warming up. So um, again, we, we will have to break the group up um, so that we don't run into any uh, coma situation situations. But, uh, you know, is there a day of the week that generally is easier um, for board members? Is it around the lunch hour? Is it at the end of the day? Um, how would you like me to go ahead and schedule, um, you know, like two tour options um, for each one of these facilities? Um, I'm really interested in doing that, um, but I can't do it for about a month. So if we could schedule it for at least a month out, that would help me. But again, that, that's just me. I would like to hear um, from other people. This has been Sykes Sad Board Member Kathy. Would that availability be better provided through email, maybe uh, individually to you of what our availability would be and then cross-referenced or something like that? You can do yeah, that too. Things to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I can do a like a doodle poll. I can do that type of stuff. I just don't know if if you wanted this to happen this month or in four months or you know, just give me at least a little bit of a window um, to be able to to schedule this because I really want to make it happen. I've I've had a a few board members that have um, you know reached out uh, a couple times on wanting these these tours to happen. Maddie Burrell, uh, SAP board member. I'm fine with waiting the month that Kira needs uh, to make the, to be available to do the tour. Yeah, this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Perhaps you could propose some dates in June, okay. early June. Sounds good. I will propose some dates and um, Times, I yeah, I don't know if it's again. I know some of you work full time, so I'm not sure um, what you have available, and you'll you know um, likely just need to check your schedule for for that um, month. But any direction on that is helpful. You can email me too with any thoughts. I just want to really make it happen for you for you all. So the next item I had was the update on the grants, which I've covered earlier in the meeting. Um, the other item, I did have a conversation with uh, Steve and I wanted to share this um, with the full board because there is an update on this. Um, Steve Kramer had asked me about uh, commercial single stream recycling and the feasibility of that um, for the city of Lawrence. I did mention to him that uh, we were working with a consultant um, to put together our solid waste uh, rate model um, together and we had a touch tight deadline earlier this year uh, and we were going to be on commission agenda 
mid-April to present those uh, rates. Uh, and with the, the rate information, also the option for the city to expand to commercial single stream recycling program. Now, um, the update on that is uh, the rates conversation has been postponed for later this year. So it is not going to happen in April. And, um, you know, we'll have a little bit more time uh, to get, like Steve said, there might be some interest in the advisory board to provide, um, you know, some sort of um, uh, advice or recommendation to, to the city commission. But um, at this time, it has not been uh, scheduled that I know of, but I will let you know when it does get scheduled on the agenda for the city commission, but it will be later this year, so in a few months. In addition to that, I have received some questions about Earth Day activities. So um, just wanted everyone to know that uh, we do have a Earth Day uh, webpage that the city has been updating with activities that organizations um, have been uh, even putting together some activities. Um, it's just the lawrenceks.org backslash uh, or forward slash Earth Day. And uh, if you know of any activities that are not posted on this webpage, please let me know and we will include them. Uh, some of these are activities that are happening in Kansas City with the Earth Day celebration there. Um, and then we have some local activities as well. Uh, the city is uh, really working with friends all the Friends of the Call uh, for that Saturday, April 23rd River Cleanup. So that's going to be uh, a pretty um, large event and hopefully lots of volunteers that show up uh, to help us uh, clean up around the riverbanks. Um, in addition, one item that is not yet posted on this webpage, but uh, some organizers here in town have already come together to get the permits and, and they're planning underway for a sustainability science fair. The sustainability science fair will take place at South Park. It will be on Saturday, April the 23rd, and it will um, occur from one to four. So the Friends of the Colorado River cleanup is in the morning from nine to one, and those two events are kind of cross-promoting. So come, you know, clean up at the riverbanks and then um, go to the, the celebration in South Park. Um, again, it's called Sustainability Science Fair, and I will be posting um, that information here soon. Uh, there are lots of links of, uh, you know, to participate in a lot of these events. Uh, there's information on the Earth Day wildflower planting event, Monarch Watch, um, etc. So um, that is available. And again, let me know of any of other activities that you know of that we can help promote. Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. Thank you very much for doing that, Kathy. I appreciate it. The other item on the staff report is the sustainability report for April. Again, I want to thank um, Kim Kreiner-Ritchie with Douglas County. Uh, she's the interim sustainability director, and she updated the report she had provided last month. Uh, so there is information for the board on the open space, common ground, solar regulations, climate action plan, um, the rural recycling information. Uh, one event that kind of started our 
Earth Month was the electronic recycling event. Um, so that day we were out at that KU parking lot. Um, we had almost a thousand vehicles, so 936 vehicles uh, that participated. And we collected 72,480 pounds of electronics. It was a beautiful day, actually. The weather um, was really nice. Um, lots of people upbeat, loved it. Um, it was great to be out there and, and have this event. Um, the next one, the next event for electronics recycling is slated for spring of 2023. There's also information on the food waste and, of course, social media. If you're not already following um, the Facebook uh, page for Lawrence Douglas County Sustainability, I do recommend it as a lot of this information and activities that are um, happening are, are being posted on that uh, Facebook page. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I had um, a representative from another organization ask me if um, the city could in any way uh, help with um, gathering the, when students at KU move out, evidently the sustainability department was totally eliminated from KU and they, the sustainability group evidently coordinated a move out day so that all of the furniture and um, things that people didn't want, microwaves or whatever, would be stored in one place and anybody moving in could go get some so that they could use it. It was basically just a swap shop from what I understand. And evidently KU is totally given that up. So I don't, you know, I said, well, I don't know um, that the city of Lawrence has the wherewithal to do that, but I would be glad to ask. So there's the ask. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I'm so glad that you brought up this topic. Um, so in the past, the city and, and county and the community has, um, you know, uh, all seen what happens with the the move out, not not only within our community, but also on campus um, and the the student areas around the campus. Uh, we have partnered with KU in the past to so some of their, you know, move out. Um, programming and education has been huge and uh, we still need to make that connection this year as to you know what they're able to still um, provide to the students so it has changed k like that's true that um, there have been some changes and reorganizations within ku but i have uh, made it a note for myself to reach out to ku and see how we can work together on that in, in, in terms of the city, we already are working together um, with the communications office on all the communication pieces that come. So um, as early as May is when our insert hits, um, or actually the, the flame newsletter has information about move out. So it's kind of getting people, uh, you know, for the big move out that happens in July, it's getting people um, hopefully organized two months before the big move on where to donate uh, materials, you know, um, how to 
um, you know, reuse materials to use for packaging and so forth uh, for their moves. So we have already started those conversations internally with the city, but I will reach out to KU. This is Ben Sykes, SAB board member. I would just say um, there, there is still a nominally a center for sustainability at KU's campus. It's just made up of individual faculty members. There's no staff specifically associated with it. So there are still student groups as well as individual faculty members that are interested. Those might be good people to contact um, Kay or Kathy. On a separate topic, I actually had a question about something that you also had in the staff report, Kathy, which was on the solar regulations. Did I had somebody ask me actually whether or not SAB had weighed in um, like formally on um, the regulations towards solar energy. I couldn't remember actually. I, I thought we had discussed it at one point, but I don't remember if we had like as a board weighed in or if it was simply we were supposed to express our opinions as individuals in the community. It is my understanding and somebody else can correct me. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director, but for the meetings that have already occurred this year with the city commission, that there was no um, uh, formal communication from the sustainability advisory board to the Douglas County Commission. Any other questions? Yeah. Thank you. Are you waiting for me to talk, Kathy? Yeah, I'm. Um, this is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. So that was the um, staff report um, items. If you want to move on to your next agenda items. Okay, so now uh, should we move on to the agenda, uh, the future agenda items? We already talked about the goal setting retreat. Do you, does anybody feel like we need to talk more about that? Is, does anybody have their hand up and I'm missing it? No. Okay. Um, so you have item B. Invite each city commissioner to a SAB meeting. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. Um, this is an item that was discussed. Um, I, I had a conversation with uh, Stan, who wanted you know this to be added to that future agendas item as a possibility for the board to consider. In the past, the Sustainability Advisory Board had invited each commissioner to a meeting. And that way you have a conversation with each commissioner on sustainability and how the Sustainability Advisory Board could uh, support uh, the commission and so forth. And um, those were, you know, great conversations. Uh, if the board would like to to move on with something like this or wait till the goal setting session to really define what you want to add to your agenda items. It's really up to the board. This is this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. I kind of think that all of these topics would be good for us to discuss at a goal setting 
meeting. I don't know if we need to take the time to discuss them here, but it's my suggestion. Nancy Mumag, uh, SAP member. I agree with Stanley. I think that this is something we should talk about at the um, retreat. Maddie Bell, uh, SAP board member. Um, would it be out of the question to invite city commissioners to talk to us at that retreat? Um, so that we like during board meet, meeting hours, we can do board meeting business. This is Stan Rasmussen. I'll, I'll say we can do what we can ask whatever we want to ask, but I think the the point of this suggestion was to invite each city commission member kind of one on one so that we could hear directly from them if they have any sustainability goals that they want to discuss, if they have uh, ideas and suggestions for our board and to give us an opportunity to to hear directly from them. Uh, I think it would be difficult to get all all of them to show up at our retreat to address us. That would have to be, you know, advertised for them, advertised for us. It might be more of a challenge. But this way, we, it would be a little more one-on-one -on -one time. Maddie Bell, SAP board member. Thanks, Stan. Um, basically, yeah, I was kind of seeking information with that. Um, I like the idea of it a lot. I, I think that uh, I think at, maybe we should talk to them after the retreat, just so that we're all kind of on message and on the same page. Um, because we do want to make the most of our time with them. Um, and we do have some commissioners who just are not uh, very savvy about the climate or the climate emergency and uh, whether or not they know it or like it, they are all climate crisis commissioners now. Everything the city does needs to be framed around uh, the climate crisis and, and is it an action that helps or is it an action um, that adds to it and they all need to be aware of this. And so I feel like this is a really important conversation um, for us to have with them. But I, I do think maybe we should have the retreat first. What do you guys think? Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Do we, we don't need to vote on that, do we? Because that's not an action item? No. No? Okay, what what do you, where are you, Kathy? I've lost you on the screen. Do you feel okay about we, what we just decided, or what I what we this were talking is, about? This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. Yeah, those future agenda items you can discuss um, at a later date. Uh, your next agenda item is member updates. Does anybody have any um, updates that you want to share? Anybody have any good news or any good shows that you're watching? Even anything cheerful? I'll take anything cheerful. Yeah, this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB board member. I, I'll just let everybody know that I'm on Tuesday. I'm going to uh, Midwest Energy Policy Conference, and there's going to be presentations on uh, 
kind of the transition of the energy industry, uh, carbon capture projects, energy storage projects, the new EPA Region 7 Administrator, Meg McAllister is gonna speak. Um, and there'll be some other presentations on wind regulation in Missouri, uh, Kansas City's Climate Action Plan, things like that. Um, at the end of the month, on April 27th, I'm giving a presentation on at the Missouri Renewable Energy Conference on the Army's battery storage projects that we're doing at uh, some of our installations around the country. And then I just want everybody to know that um, the Jayhawk Breakfast Rotary Club, which I'm a member of and was the president when we started this initiative, we are building a, a boardwalk out at the Baker Wetlands. And we're getting so close to being done with it. And we're hoping to have a ribbon cutting uh, for that in May. And I'll let everybody know when that is in case you want to go out and see it. But it's a, it's a new boardwalk on the east side of the property in a forested wetland area. And it's over a quarter mile long. It's going to be fabulous. It, if you can get a wheelchair to the boardwalk, you can then use a wheelchair on the boardwalk. But it's going to be a little bumpy getting there. But I'm I'm real excited about that for our community too. That's all I had on a, my update. Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Um, I'm familiar. I've seen the construction for that boardwalk, so I'm really excited to see it completed and get to walk on it. Maddie, this is Stan Rasmussen. Last weekend we put every tread on there, so it's got a, it's fully treaded now. The last thing we have to do, and there we have a workday scheduled next week, is we're putting on um, a, a short railing. It extends about six inches high, but it's to keep you know a wheelchair from rolling off the edge. Uh, and that will that railing will go on both sides for the entire length. So that'll that'll take some time to do that. It's I think we put in over twelve thousand screws uh, last weekend. It was a big day, but we had, I think we had 17 people out there working all day and we, we, we at least got all the treads the whole length. So we're getting closer. Thanks, Stanley, Nancy. So I have an update. Um, I'm a member of the Sustainability Action Network and we have a project where we're trying to communicate the importance of using reusable bags. And we have a billboard that's going up on uh, Route 70 that um, encourages the public to bring their own bags. So that, that's our piece of education for um, the ban the ban ideas. Maddie Bell, a Sustainability Advisory Board member. Um, just something, if you're watching this meeting later or whatever, or if you're a commissioner or, or a, not a commissioner, excuse me, a, a board member um, or someone, a member of the public attending, uh, Evergy is, has submitted an energy efficiency filing with the Kansas Corporation Commission. Um, and it uh, it's under review by the, commission, um, but you can submit public comment to them written and talk about why low utility bills are important to you um, because the idea is getting Evergy's energy yeah, efficiency filing to include a pay as you save program 
um, which would lower utility costs for residents and renters uh, via a pay, the pay as you save program is like a, it has certain requirements to fulfill it, um, but it would be through energy efficiency updates to utilities. And I think that's really cool and exciting because I love not paying a lot of money for my electricity <laughs> and great, you know, energy efficiency. Maddie, is that through the loud light initiative? Um, I don't believe so. I heard about it from the Climate Energy Project, uh, but it is you, anyone can submit public comment to the Kansas Corporation Commission or the KCC. And how would people submit that comment? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, sustainability I have to, I would have to Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Um, sorry, Maddie. Um, I can get some links um, to Kathy or to Kira, whoever uh, that could share those. Um, I have um, been involved in a couple of discussions, in, and the concern is is that um, the proposal that Evergy has submitted is a very bare minimum type of proposal. And it's certainly not robust like we would hope to see it, those of us that participate in energy efficiency. So it's, it is really important that um, people look at that, read it. And um, I think uh, Climate Energy Project has several links that I can easily provide that's on their website that um, sets the stage for uh, discussion and also um, the KCC does have the hearing schedule, I believe. I don't know exactly what the date is, but, uh, but I can provide that too. It's awesome, thank you. Does anybody else have any other updates? Ben? SAB, I wrote a really quick no? question for Kathy. Uh, Kathy, uh, sorry, I send you an email. I'm trying to track down an ordinance that was on urban gardening that was passed not too long ago, or at least is coming up before the commission. Um, is that, can I send you that email asking the question about how to track it down? Yes. Okay, that's all I needed. Are we out of time, by the way? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, tonight, uh, there's not another meeting that is occurring, so we've got a little bit more time. Anybody have any other updates? No? All right, should we, uh, should we call the meeting to a close? Uh, Kara, this is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. The next item on your agenda is public comment. And, oh, I, yeah. and I, uh, you'll want to call for, for public comment. Um, but in addition to that, I just wanted to point out that I will continue to uh, provide these written public comments uh, within this section. I didn't see that had been done before, but there were two emails that were sent um, to the board for consideration on items. How do we handle that when someone sends in an email? Do we just read it right now? 
if anyone um, within the Sustainability Advisory Board would like to talk about those items, um, they can. I invited those two uh, uh, citizens to also attend this meeting if they wanted to provide additional context and information and they could uh, provide public comment um, it, live at this meeting. But otherwise, um, you've got the, the emails there. And like I said, you'll, you'll want to call for public comment in case somebody uh, is attending the meeting right now that would like to provide comment. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna open this to the public comment for sure. Um, Kathy, the one about the, would you bring it to the board for consideration? That's a New York Times link and it's paywalled. Do you have it already opened? Can you tell me what it says? I I had provided a, a link that uh, Maddie shared, um, which is where their research came from. Maddie, did you want to um, go over that information? Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Sure, um, basically it's uh, the the research article that's being referenced in the New York Times article is a study conducted on the effects of a no mow may program in Wisconsin and uh, surrounding areas um, and the effects of it on bee populations. Basically, the idea is that residents opt in to not mow their lawns for the month of May um, because lawns can provide important early year um, nectar sources for bees, such as like clover uh, in yards. And by not mowing, it allows the bees to access those resources, which um, can benefit bee populations. And since there is a global decline in insect populations and bees are super important pollinators and very important for food and various other things, um, the the program uh, like it's it's good to benefit bees and so the program would do so. So the research article uh, basically found that there's not a direct correlation, but there are increases in bee populations as re like when there are no mo may programs. And this is also no mo may programs uh, have also been implemented in the United Kingdom to positive effect and. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think the research article basically had to be like very careful about saying about whether they said there was a correlation or not, but there was like a improvement in, in bee populations and even in seeing uh, species that are um, threatened, like bee species that are threatened, seeing them in the areas that no mo may programs were taking place. Um, but there, the, New York Times article itself didn't discuss uh, whether, like, how those programs had been implemented and what it meant for residents who opted in. Um, I know that the city has rules about like lawn height and stuff, um, but maybe this is something that would be covered by the noxious weeds ordinance updates, you know, because those are covering heights of certain plants. That's great, thank you. I think that fits perfectly in, in with um, the work Ben's doing. I, I know that for my own self, when I took my lawn out and I put in um, native perennial drought resistant ground covers, 
I have like a crazy amount of bees and moss and uh, and uh, fireflies. It's really, really pretty, especially at, at twilight. But, um, you know, it's just anecdotally, but just firsthand from my experience, it's like the wild kingdom in my yard. It really does make a huge difference um, with, with putting in plants and getting rid of lawns. Um, that's great. Thank you. Maddie, can I just say, we are all so thrilled that you are on the board. You have already just made the meeting so great. And I can tell that it's going to be great. All the next meetings are going to be great. We really appreciate you. We've really needed um, a youth perspective and a dynamic perspective. Um, do I need it? Oh, there's Michael. Sorry. Michael, do you have a comment? Yeah, thank you, Kira. This is Michael Allman. I just wanted to point out that I put the B City USA link in your chat. So if you want to go to that source, it's right there. So thank you all for great work. Oh, and um, that that uh, initiative about May is from Wisconsin, I think Maddie mentioned. Uh, their spring is later than ours. So really the time frame that would apply in Lawrence is more like now. <laughs> um, so don't mow now or ever. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Maddie Bell, SAP. Oh. So, no, no, go ahead, Maddie. Sorry. Maddie Bell, SAP board member. Um, one of the things that was mentioned in both the New York Times article and the uh, research article was how communities um, can, like, basically bringing up the question how can communities further their, like, pro bee and pro pollinator activities um, or actions that they take, and also when no mo may programs were uh started a lot of residents became more interested in how they could create like pro b environments um in their urban like in areas of or urban areas and like their yards and stuff um so it could certainly be be uh, a thing for um educational purposes and honestly i think this would be a pretty cool thing even though like doing it now is when it's important. Um, it might be something we could discuss during the retreat. It could also be like a lead up to declaring April Environmental Month um, for the 20, starting the 2023 year. Uh, I think I think it's a cool program and I think it could be a great start to um, promoting bee health and safety, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a great approach. It's a really good approach. Anything like that we can do that is positive reinforcement rather than punitive, I feel like is really worthy and worthwhile. Um, oh, I just, I closed the other email. Um, Kathy, are we, are we supposed to read that other email out loud? This is Kathy. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. No, um, you do not need to to read it out loud or, you know, um, if you want to talk about it, you can. You don't need to. Um, I I did want to mention too, I, I'm getting some chats and I'm, I'm not quite understanding. Um, so JT is, is with us in this meeting um, and just asked if I was going to share um, public comment. Um, 
and it, it sounds like, I don't know if there's an issue with uh, the live stream of recording of this meeting. Um, the question is, please tell me when live stream recording of this meeting will be posted to the city's YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not sure what is going on there, but um, I can certainly uh, check into to that. And it looks like Don, um, did you wanna comment on that? Oh, thank you. This is Don Hawkins, community member. I always forget that part. Um, yeah, the live stream isn't working tonight. Um, I might have been lazy and just done that instead of participating if I had. Um, so maybe for me, it got me more involved. Um, but I also wanted to ask, I know I've addressed this before back when Jasmine was around about um, the idea of opening up chat. Are other boards um, have their chat closed? I, I find that it's um, an efficient way to pass on information without interrupting the meeting and a place where people can share links. Maybe maybe the board is sharing a chat, but as a member of the public, I just want to request, if it's possible, if there's not some reason because of, I don't know, nefarious people, um, that chat could be opened up in future meetings. Thank you. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. The reason that the chats are disabled um, are because those uh, members of the public that are attending the, the meeting or viewing the meeting on the YouTube channel do not have access to that chat. So you have to register to see the chat. So for coma reasons, um, we're not having a, a sustainability advisory board conversation where others can't see what that conversation is. I hope that clarifies why the chat is disabled. I see. Thank you. Uh, Maddie Bell, Sustainability Advisory Board member. Um, I think the second email, which I referenced earlier, it's about um, alternatives to a plastic bag ban. The email specifically is, uh, it says, it's referring to the ban attempted by the state legislature. Um, so it gives some examples of alternative uh, plastic bag reduction initiatives, um, as I mentioned in Canada and around the US. Uh, I think this these are things that we could discuss during the retreat as well, since we decided that we wanted to discuss uh, the plastic bag issue during the retreat. <laughs> Sorry about that. My dog's going bananas. Um, I think that's a good idea. I think we, I think we've got a lot of good stuff that we could um, talk about on the retreat. Um, I, I have to get going. I'm sure you guys all have to get going too. Should we go ahead and adjourn the meeting? Can we? Does somebody want to pass a motion? Maddie, how about you? Because it's your first meeting. Why don't you sustain or do a motion? Okay, I move to end the meeting. <laughs> do we have a second? Second. All right, we're going to adjourn it. Hang in there, everybody. Have a good night. All right. Bye, thanks.